You are listening to the Stillbirth Matters podcast, presented by the Star Legacy Foundation. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Or better yet, visit the Star Legacy website and make a donation. In today's episode, we're previewing the 2021 Stillbirth Summit with Star Legacy Foundation Executive Director Lindsay Wimmer and New York OBGYN Dr. Heather Florescue. When Dr. Florescue first attended the Stillbirth Summit in 2019, it was eye-opening and changed the trajectory of her career. The Stillbirth Summit is the nation's premier event focused on stillbirth research and prevention, and this year marks 10 years since Star Legacy's first Stillbirth Summit in 2011. The event is a brainchild of Lindsay Wimmer, and she's here to talk about what to expect from the free virtual event in 2021. Lindsay, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. And Heather, thank you as well. Thank you for having me too. Heather, I know I've, I've spoken with you on the podcast before, but let's start with you because you're still relatively new to the Star Legacy Foundation, and I know you attended your first stillbirth summit in 2019 having little to no knowledge of not only the Star Legacy Foundation, but what the Stillbirth Summit is. And I'm wondering if you can talk through what you expected and what it actually ended up being. So, yes. Um, so what I expected. Um, so long story short, I've always been very active in the like taking care of women who've lost babies. So I was asked in whatever it was, February or March of 2019, if I wanted to go to the summit. And ironically, I'd actually found it, I think, because I had got, seen a brochure and I, I don't know, I found the summit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely go. So I um, signed up for it with a call leading up to it. So, and a flight that I had to catch at five in the morning. So I delivered a baby at two in the morning. Got on the plane exhausted, best flight I've ever had because I slept the entire way because I was so tired. And then I got there and I was like, okay, here I am. So I showered and changed. And then I went to go do my Heather thing. And I kind of just expected to meet all these doctors and everybody's hand I shook was either a nurse or a midwife or the vast majority were lost parents. And I started to be like, hmm, this might not be what I thought it was, because I think I anticipated it was just going to be doctors and midwives. Um, so that's kind of how it started out for me. Um, and then I really enjoyed the first day and evening and really started to learn a lot of things and really was very kind of interested in what I was learning about how to care for people who've lost babies and kind of furthering that knowledge. And then I think everything just kind of went a whole different direction when Dr. Caldwood spoke the next day. Um, so I really did not expect to learn anything about prevention because there is a myth that stillbirth can't be prevented if standard prenatal care doesn't catch it. And it is pervasive. There's nothing we could have done. So when I sat there on that Thursday and I heard her talking, I just remember being completely blown away. Um, and I just was like, this is something that I never knew was even possible. And I kind of left there after the conference being like, okay, I clearly am the only one who knows this because I'm one of like 13 doctors here. So I'm going to go home to my home community and everybody's going to kind of jump on board and want to prevent stillbirth along with me, which hasn't had the last two years have gone 
but thankfully I've been, I think, relatively successful in making changes in our community and certainly very successful in making changes in my own practice. Lindsay, as you're hearing Heather share this, I'm wondering how this sits with you because this is really what the Stillbirth Summit is all about, right? Bringing in professionals like Heather and one person at a time, introducing them to some information that could uh, could better the community and, and make uh, market improvements. Yeah, absolutely. The, the whole goal is to try to <clears throat> expedite how the newest research is, is getting put into practice and it can be a full-time job for any provider to stay up on all of the thousands and thousands of studies that are being done and published all the time and really being able to incorporate that into their own practice on a regular basis is, is a challenge. And I think particularly around stillbirth, just like Heather was saying that, you know, you're fighting a lot of, of myths and just um, paradigms around what is preventable and what isn't. But the the whole idea of stillbirth is something that a lot of providers tend to shy away from because they see it as their their failures. And even though they are trained with this mentality that there isn't anything that can be done, um, it still represents the, the worst outcome that they absolutely don't want to, to happen. And so it, it becomes this very awkward um, place that just gets ignored. And I think when, when we do have the opportunity to interact with um, physicians and OBs and any other providers who, who are willing to kind of sit in that awkward place with their patients, whether it's you know, before a loss or after a loss and have some of these conversations, it, we really can provide some incredible tools. And it's exciting um, because it really does exemplify what we want the summit to be, an opportunity where um, every single <clears throat> provider has the chance to go back and influence the health of you know, hundreds of, um, of, of pregnancies, depending on their, their practice size. And so that's how the, the growth becomes exponential. And that's how we really can make a difference for these pregnancies. Heather, I know you mentioned that there weren't very many doctors, uh, or at least what you're used to in a conference, there weren't very many doctors yes. in 2019 at the Stillbirth Summit. And of course, we would love to have more doctors to be part of future summits. And I'm wondering what you would say to a physician or a midwife who is considering attending the stillbirth summit? I think I would tell them to go in with a very open mind to kind of go in and realize that the vast majority aren't giving ideal care and take some tools from it, but also be very open to realizing that how we educate about fetal movement and how we respond to things and just the preventative side of things that it's okay to, realize that when you hear some birth stories now, you may be like, wow, that really sounds preventable. And to how to reconcile those feelings and realize that the best thing we can do with those feelings is to say, well, let's go forward and not let that happen again. Because unfortunately, as much as we'd love to change the past, we really can't. So I think it's you have to take what you've learned at this summit and anywhere and say, okay, I didn't do that as perfectly as I could have, no matter what it is, whether you're learning to do a C-section or a forceps or any other thing and say, well, I can't dwell on what I did in the past as much as I would want to go back and save that baby if I could do anything about it. So let me take this and process it and kind of work through the emotions of it and say, okay, but we can keep that from never happening again if there's anything we can do. And I think that's an important thing going into this because I think Lindsay's right that people, right it's hard enough dealing with the loss to, and then, so I think part of the coping mechanism is to say, oh, this wasn't preventable, but 
it's really, you have to, it takes time to like sit with that maybe a lot of these losses could have been prevented with better education. Lindsay, this is, it's so hard to believe that this is the 10th year anniversary of the first stillbirth summit back in 2011. Time sure does fly. Um, I'm wondering if you can talk through that first year and just that the history of this event in general. Yeah, it really is amazing that it's it's 10 years and we we're so fortunate that um, every summit, it, it just continues to, to grow in terms of the, the passion and the dedication of the presenters that are willing to, to come and share their expertise and the, the experiences that we have <clears throat> with you know, new providers all the time, just like Heather. When we started in 2011, it really was a, mostly aimed at trying to get the provider or the, excuse me, these researchers together because we saw so many common themes in in their work and a lot of it was what heather was talking about is just the the ways that we approach these pregnancies the ways that we give education the ways that we think about which of these losses are preventable and we were so fortunate and and still are that um, stillbirth researchers tend to be very um, very open and, and very engaged with each other and want to help each other because they all um, really, in, in academia, it can be very easy for everybody to get into their silos or get very territorial about, um, about the work. And the researchers are really focused on saving these babies. And I think that's just a, a phenomenal quality that so many of them have. And so it was an opportunity to put them all in the same room and, and build on what they, they know. And it's been so fun to see the the papers that have been published and the studies that have been developed um, based on the conversations these um, all these researchers have at the summit. They start to learn. Well, I can incorporate part of your study into mine to make it not only my study stronger, but build on evidence that we have for your work and and those kinds of things. Or um, you know, have multi-sites for different um, studies so that they're just that much more robust and more powerful when the, the re results are completed. And, and so we're really proud of, of being able to, to contribute in that way and help, um, you know, just kind of this, this global movement that we're seeing towards trying to, to identify which um, of these losses are preventable and, and how to do that. And it, so, like I said, it, it has morphed and it's grown and it's um, been a wild ride at times, but it's really exciting. And um, I'm, I'm so fortunate that so many of the, the providers um, and, and researchers that were with us at the very beginning are, are still with us. And, and they're just as, as passionate as they were um, at that first one. What are the details for this year's event, Lindsay? Yeah, so like so many things, it's a little different. We are doing a virtual summit. And while we're, we're missing the opportunity to see everyone and, and have a, a good time like we, we try to do in person, we do hope that there are some benefits that we'll be able to um, take advantage of with the, the virtual format. We um, know that we already have people from um, all 50 states and 17 countries around the world that are going to be participating. So we're thrilled about that. Hopefully this makes it a little bit more accessible to anyone, um, regardless of where they are. And we don't have to worry about travel and, and work schedules as, as much as Heather did at the 5 a.m. flight. Um, but we also are incredibly grateful to the family of, of Sonam Didakavi, who is our platinum sponsor this year. And because of their support, 
We are able to make the summit completely free to everyone. We have a very, very small fee for health professionals who need um, continuing education credits, but it really is um, one of those things where anybody should be able to attend from, from anywhere. And those that attend, um, even if they can't carve out the full two days of content, we will be able to provide the, the links to the um, presentations afterwards. So they can do it um, on their own time, but just get registered so they can have access to all of those links. And um, it should, should be a really um, easy way to, to engage with all the material and, and hopefully we'll be able to reach even a, a larger number of, of providers than we have in the past. Um, all the details are at um, on the Star Legacy Foundation webpage um, or at stillbirthsummit.org. I have one more question for each of you, and, and Heather, let's start with you, uh, just because 2019 was your first experience with the summit, and in your profession, I'm, I'm imagining that you go to a lot of conferences and professional learning opportunities, and in your opinion, what makes the Stillbirth Summit unique and different from really anything you've ever been to? <laughs> Um, so I, 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 I'm sorry to say this, but I actually have not been to many conferences. Um, we get a lot of our CME online, so I do a lot of online learning, and I've, I've been to two or three conferences, and I've always been one of those doctors who kind of got my um, CME credits from the stuff that we get through my board <clears throat> certification. So I think my going to Minnesota was really just, I've always been passionate about taking care of lost families. So it's actually very ironic that I went to this summit um, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I've just never really wanted to carve out four days of my life to go somewhere um, when I could get all my education from journals and online and just, just, just felt worth it to me and whether that was fate or whatever it was. So um, I think it was phenomenal. I loved every single person I met. I loved everything that I heard. I was not bored for a single moment. But just, I, I've been to a coding course before and board review courses. And so this was the first actual conference I went was entirely for me to learn things that honestly, I felt like I wasn't being taught, right? Because if we were being taught how to take care of lost families and we were being taught how to prevent stillbirth by ACOG, I wouldn't have to been there. So I felt like I was really getting what I needed from to continue my medical education from other resources, but I wasn't getting it from this. And I think that's what makes this conference really unique is you will not learn about stillbirth anywhere else. And whether it's management, prevention, or education, unless you go to these conferences. So, Thank you, Thank you for that, Heather. And Lindsay, that leads me into my final question for you, which is I know firsthand from my interactions with you over the years how much work it takes to plan one of these events. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of headaches. And I know that you deserve a month-long vacation after the summit is over each each time. Um, but what motivates you to keep doing this? It's these kinds of conversations with, with people like Heather. When I talk to people afterwards and say, you know, and it, and it comes from everyone, um, every, you know, category of, of individual that attends. I have parents come up and say, I didn't understand the majority of what these researchers were saying but I got so much hope and inspiration just from knowing that somebody was dedicating their career and working so hard to prevent this from happening to other families. Um, 
It comes from the nurses who say, I feel so much, you know, better skilled and better prepared to uh, how to respond the next time I have a lost family or the next time I get some of those um, difficult questions from from a family. I, I just know that I will be a better nurse. I know that I will do a um, do my job in a better way for, for these families who need us the absolute most. And then people like like Heather, the, the physicians and the midwives who say, you know, I'm not getting this information anyplace else. And that that really is is what we want is people to um, it. We want to fill a gap. That's always um, been the goal. It's not to replicate things that are happening, but just to um, fill that gap and provide provide a need that we realize is not happening in other places. And then the, the final piece, I think, is, is comes back to the, the researchers and the presenters. So many of them will tell us that it's hard for them to present their work in a lot of professional arenas because it is a, you know, not very sexy topic. It's not the, the most exciting. Um, it's it's not always perceived as, as the, the hot topic. And so it, but their work is absolutely phenomenal. It's top rate. And they are amongst the, the most, you know, ultimate professionals I can can think of. And so to give them the the proper um, floor that they need to share their work and to allow their work to actually um, be put into practice and, and to be making people's lives better is, is just incredible. And when they tell us too, that not only did I get to share my work, but I made connections that will make my next study even stronger, or that I, I learned some things that I'm going to going to do um, in my next study. That, that's what it's all about. And that really is the ultimate motivator. Every, every year about the day before the summit, I say, this might be the last one. This, <laughs> this our, yeah. I just don't know I can do it. But 24 hours in, we start getting these kinds of comments uh, from, from everyone who attends. And it's like, we, we just, I can't, um, I can't step away from that. That's yeah. Beautiful. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that it changed my life. Did it give me more work to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had more free time, but, you know, but I mean, there's no doubt that it changed my life. And I think, and I hopefully will change many other people's lives from what we've been doing. But I think one of the things that I want to make very clear is it makes no sense that I am considered one of the experts on this topic. It makes no sense. I am a physician who has no master's in public health. I work in a private practice with five other wonderful women, and I never was going to be a trailblazer. I was never interested in public health, and I never had any plan of that being part of my life and career. So the fact that this is me and the fact that there are so, I mean, there's thousands of subjects for OBGYNs. I am not the expert in any of them. And the fact that people turn to me two years out as an expert on a subject as important as this says how much this is lacking in <clears throat> doctors and high-risk OBs. And this is just, I shouldn't be considered one of the first go-to people in the country about this topic. It does, it makes no logical sense. And it just, it needs somebody to has more power than me. And I've said this to you before, Lindsay, you know, somebody who just has the ability to be brave and has more power and more clout than me to say enough is enough. We need to have something that comes down from higher up on high to say, this is how we educate about fetal movement. This is how we respond to the concern. And as I said, there's literally no other area I can think of in my vast amount of things that I cover as an OB-GYN where people consider to be the mo me to be one of the most knowledgeable people about it. So 
it shouldn't be me. And it's just, but it is, and I am honored that it is, but I would love the more we can get more doctors to be involved in this and take what they learn in a few weeks and run with it and be involved. I think the more change we can make. Well, Heather, like it or not, you are a trailblazer and you are brave. <laughs> and for that, we thank you very much. The no. stillbirth. Oh, go ahead, Heather. No, I just said, as I said, I, who knew what my life would become when I went to the conference, <laughs> but here we are, and I'm now an author and a podcaster and a radio ho radio show person and whatever else I get asked to do, so. <laughs> who would have thought that fleeting decision you made in 2019 would change the course of your career? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea, and I wouldn't have any other way. I, I think we are making great changes, and I have no regrets whatsoever, but it certainly wasn't what I thought when I fell asleep on that plane to Minnesota two years ago, and, but it's wonderful. Well, the 2021 Stillbirth Summit is free, it's virtual, and there are no excuses not to participate for those two reasons alone. Visit stillbirthsummit.org to learn more. Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. Heather, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's all for this episode of the Stillbirth Matters podcast. I'm Chris Duffy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.